was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from goodclingfunlife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation. And you are listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a podcast about life and culture and my really, really nerdy 1980s hair. Um, <laughs> I just, I, so folks, sometimes the first time I see my face, like, so I get up in the morning, right? And like, I brush my teeth while I'm walking around and I wash my face. But I don't look in the mirror sometimes for days. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, ah, you know what? You can just take your hat off because I was outside working in the yard and my hair has seen better. It really is very, very. I don't know. You, you, you have a little bit of like the uh, 80s movie bad or, you know, jock boyfriend uh, villain. Right. But there's the grease. You, you can see if you, I can see that it's greasy <laughs> as well from from the sweat that's on it. That's yeah. appealing. Fortunately, most of you listen to this. Um, so anyway, I drink because I get to live here. No, Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. Um, except for this morning, I will tell you a brief day drinking story. Um, I've been dieting, not for weight loss. I've had some, you don't care. And um, I haven't really been eating hard, uh, solid food. I've been having oatmeal and oh. soup and oatmeal and soup. Um, but my wife came across, came across, my wife was given some deer meat and she made deer meat Cincinnati chili, um, which I have been eating because it's very, very, very good. I Cincinnati chili is a very divisive food. Have you not heard of it? You made a face like no. you didn't know. No, what, yeah, what makes it Cincinnati chili? It's only served in Cincinnati. You won't see it anyplace else. And like really like within a 30 mile radius of Cincinnati, 40 miles, none. Um, it's a special kind of chili, um, that has, it's made with like cinnamon and just different spices. So it has a different flavor. It has a different consistency and I hope you're sitting down. (laughs) Um, they serve it several ways. So Cincinnati chili, you can get a Coney. A Coney is a hot dog, cheese, and Uh, Cincinnati chili. Right. Amazing. Yeah. You can get a three-way which is spaghetti oh boy cheddar cheese okay cincinnati chili and oyster crackers i'm not i'm not mad at it oh some people find it some people are horrified some people enjoy it i i tend to like it um you know we've been making we usually make the meatless version because i tend to not eat meat that wasn't hunted but when someone gives us um Deer meat, we we make Cincinnati chili with deer meat. So we have the Cincinnati chili's gone, but there's a couple fake hot dogs left. And <laughs> yesterday morning, I started to make the fake hot dogs and I fried up some onions and I fried up some sauerkraut. And it was 9 30. And I'm like, well, there's only two of these left. And I'm not having this without a beer. So we're we're having <laughs> beer for breakfast. <laughs> and so You're an adult, Tony. You can I, do it. I absolutely did. So, like, here's here's my Modelo from this morning's hot dog. There you so, go. You know, I have I have hot dogs and uh, and beer for breakfast now. Um, that's that's part of my that's part of my esoteric diet. I love. Um, it. but that's not even the least. That is hopefully the least interesting thing we'll tell you today. 
Uh, we got lots of other stuff going on each month. We are sponsored by each episode. We are sponsored by a sponsor that we like that is local business. And this week it is good, clean, fun life productions. Uh, yeah, it is. We've been, we, we've been doing it for a little while now. And, um, you know, the landscape is changing on digital marketing, which is what our focus is. Uh, and we try to keep up with the changes and that sort of thing. And we try to expand where we can and look for new clients, even though we have some wonderful, wonderful people that take care of us uh, very consistently up in the Dewey area. You know, big name client, of course, being the Starboard and its family of restaurants, which includes the Bethany Blues uh, locations, great barbecue. Um, and it's a, it, it's a good life. And I drink because I get to live here and then I get to go other places. Uh, so uh, it, it's funny. So it was Natalie's birthday, uh, my wife and partner, and she does all of the websites and I do all the video production and we share a lot of the other responsibilities, but it was, her, it was her birthday, big one, big five Oh, and we had planned to go to Charlottesville, Virginia to um to go to to do some wineries and and that sort of thing uh have you ever been to charlottesville no but i you said charlottesville i i i thought charlotte north carolina until this very second so my whole perception of everything we've been talking about for the last two weeks has just changed (laughs) very good friend lives there though um oh yeah yeah so uh doris gelbman who uh who i went to college with but no i've not been but it's 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 supposedly a cool town even when um even when the 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 race riots yeah even even uh, even after the race riots it's apparently yeah so so doris is a uh she she has been you know uh, a gay activist for 50 years or something right she's older than me um and uh and you know she she's perfect she was perfectly happy living there except for the one little kerfuffle um yeah. but other than that it's supposedly other than that mrs lincoln no other than that it was supposedly a pretty cool play yeah it absolutely was and you know i i feel like you know working with restaurants in in dewey and in the rehoboth area i feel like you know we're uh and and being from from dc uh area i don't know i i, I feel like we're you know, the coastal liberals that uh, everybody talks about. But man, that place is really liberal and it's kind of and it's kind of great. Um, but it's fun to go into a restaurant and uh, and have a business that works with other bars and restaurants and talk to the bar manager and strike up a conversation like I always do. You know, going back to the if you want to have rolling papers, ask the busboy. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, same thing. We, we met some people actually got a couple of follows, uh, the driver for our, um, for our day going to the wineries, uh, was like a local guy who, uh, who works at a, a venue right in downtown. And then also, you know, does some other, uh, festival production type stuff, like all very aligned with uh, kind of the stuff that we do and, and just seemed to be like a cool guy. Uh, so yeah. So, you know, like got him this talking about concert photography uh, and something that we do 
uh, you know, sort of what built our brand originally. Uh, right. Yeah. The, the fun stuff, the concert photography and live music photography. And yeah. And, and then met some great, uh, some great people at a couple of great restaurants down there. Um, and the beautiful thing is, right. It's all a write off. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, and that is what we've created for ourselves is a, uh, a vehicle to be able to eat and drink and have fun and make it our job. Right. Um, so we, we had talked a little bit about this before the show and one of my favorite Saturday night live segments, it's not even, a, it wasn't even a skit. It was, it was in the, I think it was in the 1980s. Um, but Al Franken, it may have been, yeah, it must've been in the 1980s. So Al Franken was on, um, Al Franken. I don't know for those of you who don't know, he became like a, a, a Senator for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. but he's been, he's, he's, he was a, he was a writer on early Saturday night live and he's got that kind of like comic sensibility. And I remember, and I think of this all the time, um, at the end of the year, like one of the December shows he got on, um, weekend update to talk about how to do your taxes. And he kept having things brought onto the stage. And that the one that I remember is like, this boom box has been used in a joke. It's now tax deductible. And you're like, and, this, <laughs> and he was putting all sorts of stuff on television. <laughs> Just so, so that, that he, he could write it off. <laughs> uh, if yeah. I can find that link, I will I will put it in the show notes because everything's on YouTube. So that, that must be there someplace. The other thing that I really want to bring up because I have a mean streak in me that just won't go away. <laughs> um, whenever you bring up Rehoboth, uh, whenever you bring up liberal Rehoboth, I always like to remind you that when we started, we were talking earlier before the show when we were preparing, like, believe it or not, we do kind of get a sense of what we're going to say before we start. And we were talking about doing a year in review. And one of the things that we mm -hmm. tried this year and then that fell off for all sorts of reasons, including my spotty and kooky um, schedule was we used to read uh, old newspapers. You know, we used yeah. to read like a day. Yeah. And and the first one that I found, um, I found this back when I was researching the Sherry Schreiner book, Dragged Into the Light, Truth is Reptilian, Super Soldiers and Death in uh, an Online Cult. Buy it now from Amazon or listen to it on Audible. You can use your free Audible download this month. Listen to my book. Um, it was the mayor of Rehoboth yeah. in the Washington Post saying that gays weren't welcome there yeah. and why. Yeah. And it is just such a snapshot of the underlying vileness that exists and still exists on the Eastern shore. And it's just, and you know what, and maybe all over the country at the risk of being too serious for too long. Right. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of these like hate spikes are from people not being able to hate openly anymore. You right. know, now that, now that you let all the gays into Rehoboth, you know, they're going to want to be treated like citizens. And it bothers people. And I mean, I love that it bothers people, but it bothers the kind of people who, you know, buy machine guns. You know, like things yeah. that bother me, I just make fun of. Things that bother them, you know, they 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 do violence, which is which is unfortunate because I don't I don't get the hate. Mm. Um and I mean, because as 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 hateful as I pretend to be, like I don't have I don't have hate in my heart. 
You know, I have hate right. in my head, and it's mostly just like an irony. Uh, oh, oh, that would be funny if I could have if I could have made an iron deficiency joke, but <laughs> but but I, you know, my 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 head produces more irony than my mouth can handle, so some of that turns into hate in the yeah. back. It it goes sour. Yeah, once once the irony goes sour, it, it turns into something that sounds like hate. Yeah. Um, but I've been thinking a lot lately about how, you know, irritated people still are that equality is just going to happen and how much they would rather have nothing than yeah. have equity, not even equality, just equity, than, than just just have people be given what they need. Yeah. Um, they'd rather tear I everything down and it drives me bonkers sometimes. And so what I love about Rehoboth is like the old money there is filled with hate and they have to sit there and watch their trans grandson and their lesbian granddaughter spend all their money to have yeah. weird tattoo parties. I love it. <laughs> I love it that they're getting heart cancer from having to watch the world that they love disappear. It's yeah. gorgeous to me. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, that's my take on, on Rehoboth. It's funny. I don't know. This is a memory that I have, and I don't know that if I made it up because somebody, when we moved down here, but we've been down here for 20 years. And, and I remember going to the original dogfish head on the strip, you know, uh, you know, way back then. I mean, that's a long time ago. Right. And somebody had I mean, said dogfish head they, has probably been closed for 10 years now. Yeah. Well, we, we, well uh, we've redone. Yeah. The dogfish head you went to has been gone for probably 10 years, maybe more. Shoot. Yeah. Right. And, uh, <laughs> but I, re I remember, uh, either seeing it or somebody telling me that you could still find bumper stickers at that time, 20 years ago that said not in my town, which was, which was a essentially the, um, you know, anti-gay, anti-gay. Yeah. Rally and cry. It was interesting being in Charlottesville and uh, we, we stayed in the little downtown area and we walked around and uh, we, we walked up the, up the road and to this little spot. And there's this big like monolith, this big concrete pad. And it didn't, it didn't even t occur to me until we were walking back. I'm like, I bet there used to be a Confederate soldier sitting there. <laughs> And it was and it was empty and uh, I don't know so that was that was that was something that was kind of satisfying. I'm like, oh look, it's gone and and the world is carrying on and we haven't lost our sense of history or, or whatever the you know the the ultimate concern was. If anything, it's more that's more what, troubling. Well, that what what's you know that what what's mind boggling to me is you know as someone who's like literally always been like a student. Um, who's, who's, who's kind of craved learning and stuff like that. Uh, these are idiots. They were never interested in history. They used to make fun of me for being interested <laughs> in history. I, I know right. these guys. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the thing, so my, my daughter lives in, uh, Westchester, New York now, and there's a bridge there called the Tappan Zee bridge. It used mm -hmm. to be called the Tappan Zee bridge. Now it's named after one of the Cuomo's. I don't know if you know, the Cuomo's at all. I um, do. But they're they're a New York political family, and um, they just named it after I don't know. I don't pay enough attention, but like one of them 
you know, was either outed as a rapist or as a wife beater or some fucking horrible thing. Um, but yeah. they're horrible people. If someone makes their living being in charge of a city or a town, they're probably a horrible person. Right. Um, the larger the town, the deeper the horror. And right. so they re renamed the Tappan Zee Bridge the governor, let's say Andrew. I don't I don't care. The right. governor fuckwad Cuomo Bridge. <laughs> um, and like they finished chiseling it in and this news breaks that he's a, I don't know, pedophile. I don't care. Fuckwad Cuomo the pedophile. Sue me. Yeah. Um, and why I don't know why we're still naming shit after people is 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 the point I'm trying to get to. <laughs> right, right. Like, you know, there are so many things like you could leave it called the Tappan Zee Bridge. I mean, you know, you could call it the people of New York Bridge. They're the ones that paid for it. You know, right. or you can call it the probably gonna go to jail for something vile in the next 18 months bridge, which is right. really what they um really what they uh ought to have been naming it. Um, so stop naming stuff after people. And that way, in 100 years, people won't get upset when they have to tear it down. Yeah, when um, they have to change it because of the, the history that comes out. Right. I was saying there shouldn't be any statues of anybody. And my brother, I said, except for me. And my brother said, what about Willie Mays? I'm like, all right, fine. Willie Mays and me. And that's it. <laughs> Those are the only two statues. Right. Uh, that, that ought to be allowed. Um, so... Now, after all of that vitriol, I want to tell you about <laughs> how much I've been crying for the last two weeks because I'm a bit oh, no. Um, The Maryland Writers Association put on a dramatic reading of A Christmas Carol. Right. Uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. It's about 47 minutes long. I will have a link to it in the show notes. It is um, it's very good. It's very good. It was produced. Uh, I'm sorry. It was uh, directed and um, adapted by Andrew Heller, who's a friend of ours. We talked about this last week on the show. It went very well. Mm -hmm. We we packed packed it out. Yeah. There were, I mean, if you told me there were 50 people there, I'd believe you, That's which is great. a really nice, you know, what I failed to do was get everybody to sign up for, um, for the newsletter so that they could find out when we had more things. But the reason I wanted to talk about it is because our Zoom is officially all the way completely dead. Um, and we were doing rehearsal. Oh, oh. And I was recording the, it. Our, using re our recorder. The, the yeah. Zoom recorder, right. And it conked out halfway through. Oh. And I'm like, oh, well, the battery's dead or whatever. So I get it home. Nope. The whole thing's dead. Battery, oh. plug it in. Boop, 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 boop. Nothing. And... The show starts in 45 minutes and oh, no. I'm not a panicker. Um, mostly because when I panic, it, it's just awful and I feel awful. Um, but I panicked because there was nothing. And the only reason we were doing the play was for the recording. And everyone asked me multiple times, this will Are be available. Happy? The recording will be available afterwards. Right. And I'm like, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so we got back to the uh, we got back to the place and I'm at a loss. I brought all my gear with me. I brought my my professional level gear with me. Yeah. Um, and I and I plugged my and I plugged it into my into my laptop and I was able to get some recording. And if I can give Todd a blast from the past, we bought better microphones, quote, 
better, mm-hmm. higher quality microphones. So um, we were using microphones that looked like uh, ice cream cones. And then we switched to the ones that m- look more like radio cans. The, the, right, uh, right. the uh, cylindrical. Um, and the first time we used them, we didn't record anything because as Todd and I found out the hard way, they needed a preamp. So we had to turn the oh, preamp right. on on the uh, voice recorder, on, on the Zoom recorder. Yeah. Since I wasn't running it through the Zoom recorder anymore, I lost those two microphones. Oh. And so I was down two microphones and like everybody else is walking around and everybody's happy. And I haven't told anybody that I'm not going to be able to record this yet. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'd rather have them be mad at me after than do the whole show yeah. knowing that. Then be distracted they by the that... time. Yeah. Yeah. And with about three minutes left before we were supposed to start, really about three minutes left, I figured it out. I was oh, able man. to use two microphones and point them in the general direction of the people and mm-hmm. run those two microphones into the um into my computer. I recorded it. It sounds splendid. It sounds oh, great. fantastic. Oh, and great. but as a person who never panics, having panicked, it took me like two days to come down. Like, I don't know who people, how people who really panic all the time, like my <laughs> wife, she was making fun of me. She's like, I feel like that all the time. I'm like, no, well, no, no wonder you're always, you know, <laughs> I mean, holy Christ, who I, I, it, it was like nearly being hit by a bus, you know, yeah. just that patter, 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 and it didn't go away. Mm. Um, and again, that's not my, that's not my bag. So it's not something that usually happens to me, but the short version which is too late to relate is that it is up. It is great. You can find it on our Substack stack uh, link in the show notes to the, to the Maryland writers association, lower Eastern shore chapter uh, show notes. I mean, uh, recording of a Christmas Carol. Um, the guy who plays Scrooge, who I, who I hadn't met before. He's one of the only people I didn't know before in the cast. Splendid, splendid performance, yeah. you know, um, Jeff did a great job. Jeff Smith, a friend of ours. Everyone, everyone was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I always cry. That 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 story has always made me cry for like my whole life. It's yeah, you know, yeah. I it's, love it, that. It, it 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 makes me tear up. The and not the God bless us everyone, you know. Um, but when you read the story, or or were one to read the story, there's just such a humanity in the prose. And that's yeah. what I recall. Like, even I watched the Muppet one, I get a little teary. But I'm thinking yeah. mostly of Dickens's words um, of the, you know, a life can be made right, of, you know, yeah. just, just remembering that you can just decide to start being good, you right. know, and it's not that hard. Yeah. And if you do it and you find you like it, you can keep doing it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's why that's what makes it for me the, the the best Christmas story, the best, you know. And of course, the other thing I like is that Charles Dickens, who wasn't, you know, super let's go God because he saw the world. Um, yeah. he, he he says right in the beginning, he's like, yeah, well, yeah, there's a whole God thing. But even if we don't think about the God thing, right, it's a good time to be good to people because everyone else is saying, hey, let's try to be good to people for a while and see how that works. Right. So, Right, right. And especially, you know, given that it is a oftentimes a pretty tough time of year for for lots of people. And, uh, you know, it's even the base the the basic premise of just being nice to people 
um, at this time of year just makes sense. Yes, and it's 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 harder to it's harder to keep doing when you get like up into your head, and you know it's. <laughs> My father always said this, and my, now that he's dead, my mother likes to remind him, remind me that I never get angry about anything I can fix. You mm, know, yeah, yeah. So you know, I I don't get I don't get angry about about things that should make me angry. I just get angry about, you know, about rich people not getting visited by ghosts often enough. I get I get that angry. Happen more. All right, absolutely. I, I get angry about the dearth of guillotines that are that are that are in place. Um, but I don't I but I don't get angry about, you know, I get angry about hatred. And I I know that that's stupid, but that's the one thing that you know, if you would just stop if 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 I'm not a greedy person. And so maybe yeah. it's easier for me to say if we could just be less greedy, um things might be better. But that's what I think, you know, I'm, I'm like, if, if we were just not greedy, you know, if we yeah. just, just cut people a little slack, made it a little easier to be alive on this planet, then things would be better for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because, um, I haven't, I, well, I'm going to say this. I have listened to, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast in the past. Uh, mm. I have not, I have not listened to it recently. But it's, you know, for as much of the controversy that is duly, um, you know, uh, targeted at the stuff that he says and the platform that he gives to some people, you know, like he's pretty, you know, pretty simple. And he's like, I don't understand. We're all on the same team. And that was that, that was always something that kind of resonated with me. And to that point, like, I don't know whether society has just been programmed to think that resources are so finite that you you have to you know be keeping an eye out for for number one or you know if that's true or not or like just like i feel like that's what it boils down to you say you know if you know being greedy but it's like not just being greedy it's the it's the belief that if somebody else has something i don't have the opportunity to have that and you know it's a uh there are there's there's lots of ways to find uh happiness and contentment and um and everything that you need and like why yeah why have to push other people down to think that that's what you need to to make it right and i and i think but i think i think you're right at the risk of sounding like a, a nazi um, there, there, uh, there, there are, there are people who just don't, who it feels as if they're less evolved and that's where it comes from. It comes from there still, um, or, or they're more evolved. I mean, maybe we really should be out slicing. We, maybe we should be all purge all the time. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe we're, maybe we are built to just kill one another for limited resources because there are limited resources, Right. As long as we believe that somebody's always going to be trying to take more than there is their share. Right. You know, and yeah. it's it's like, well, I I usually don't grab three, but there are only four left and I need three and I'm going to take it, you know? Yeah. So that is uh, it, it's complex. We're not we're not going to solve it today, but that's why I cry at a Christmas carol, because it it really is that kind of 
you know, he starts off as a kid like, oh, look, I was a nice kid. I had a really shitty growing up. I was poor. I decided I was going to try to get rich. And I focused so hard on getting rich that all my friends and my family have have left me to my own. And I've just focused on the wrong things for too long. But yeah. I can stop. Right. Yeah. And the and the but I can stop is something, you know, one of yeah. the things that I'm I'm proud of about myself is that I don't mind burning my life down every five or six years and being a new person. You know, I'm not yep. committed to anything, even this hair or stupid beard, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll burn it's it. A... Burning things down is fun for me. It's like, yeah, all right. I, I don't do this anymore. And the things that I didn't like about myself, I stopped doing and I find new stuff and I stopped that as well. Yeah. Um, but then I find new ways to be irritable. So <laughs> It's more you're, it's the irony uh irony overload <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's my high irony diet <laughs> um but like this it. is going to be our last show for the year um we will be back in january we'll probably record on january what is it fourth we're not I recording so, okay. on january 2nd because okay. um oh we can record on january 2nd that's fine uh, Kelly will have to be at work on January 2nd. So yeah, we'll be back. So hopefully January 2nd, we're back. You get, you get a new show out of us on January 5th. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to bring the newspaper stories back next year. If, uh, you know, since I'm spending my time, since I'm spending time that I'm not missing yet, ideally I could send a clipping or two to Todd and then he mm -hmm. could have them and then we could make fun of them or we could enjoy them or whatever it is. So yeah. I'd like to bring that back because that was a lot of fun. It was um, fun. And, and, and it was actually, uh, you know, if we're doing a year in review, that was some of my favorite stuff is the realization of, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that there was, that there was history here before, well before us. And, yes. And you know, when I actually, I just got to retell the story about the time that Todd and I were literally kind of going through the paper live. Um, and we found a story about Frank Perdue saying he thinks he might brand his own chickens and start trying to sell them in New York. Yeah. You know, and like stuff like that. Um, I think it might be fun to do. So I, I think look for more of that in the new year. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe now that I'm having beer, beer for breakfast, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe start <laughs> drinking live on the air. Wait, I, I've got to pick up my grandson at three. So there's no way I'm drinking on the air. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Hey, hope springs eternal. We'll see yes. what happens. Um, Excellent. But happy new year to you, Todd, and Merry oh. Christmas and all the winter holidays that you choose yes. to celebrate. I hope you celebrate them well. I hope you and Natalie and the kids have a fun, wonderful Christmas time. And yep. um, we'll check in with you in the new year. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. You and your family, all the best. Uh, we'll be thinking about you guys as you travel and uh, and look forward to the new year and and the good times to come. Very cool. And expect texts and emails between now and the new cool. year. Just people aren't going to hear us together on this because we won't be in a room where we can record again for another <laughs> three weeks. Right. So, all right. Thank you, folks. All righty. Oh, sorry. We got it. We had a closing, don't we? Um, we do. We I do got it. nothing else. How about you? <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Well, remember <laughs> at the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say it is. All right.